If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Happy CES Day, everybody. And if if you're in the Long Island area and you see any Christmas trees (laughs) on the streets that are being thrown out, this is very important. Please Bake Christmas trees specifically. Deliver them straight to our mother. Yes, she is. She <laughs> randomly texted us again today. Uh, our weekly reminder that if we see a fake Christmas tree being thrown out, we need to pick it up and cart it over to their house. Now, I gotta be honest. Yes, definitely seen some people throwing out <laughs> Christmas trees. No shot. I'm putting. I'm throwing it in my car and driving it over to their house. I had a funny thing happen to me the other day. Then I gotta get. Then I got all the needles and stuff in well, the no, car. Like you need a tarp. Thing. You need she, to carry no, a tarp well, with you. That's why she's asking for fake trees. They're gonna still do it. So I had a funny thing happen to me the other day. I already threw out my Christmas tree like a like a good person. Uh, my neighbor just recently threw theirs. You out. got a real one. I get a okay, real one because okay. my wife demands a real one. I did see a real one on. Uh, today yeah like around the block so my neighbor just threw out their uh real tree uh and for some reason it was so windy it rolled over to my garbage <laughs> <laughs> where it sat for two days because recycling says they take the christmas trees if you put it in a bag and that is a lie your government is lying <laughs> to you folks they don't take the christmas trees if they're in a bag the fucking recycling and garbage <laughs> around here is is the worst it's it's pretty they're bad. so petty i've talked yeah. about this before how, how i get get little notes on, yeah. the, on that, that seem like tickets yeah but anyway our mother wants christmas trees <laughs> because uh something to do like she's filling a gap in the backyard with fake trees yeah which honestly not, not a bad, bad idea. idea not a bad no. idea the problem though is that we it's our to, problem it, yes it, she expects us to just drive all around long island looking for fake christmas trees i, I guess i gotta keep a tarp in my car yeah because i'm not just yucking uh, someone else's fake I tree in car my car seats in my car and i would have to take them out mm-hmm. lower the seats shove the tree in drop it off and then do it all in reverse you know <laughs> Those are a bitch to take out. They are. We're not in high school anymore going around the rich people area of Long Island looking for TVs <laughs> for my friend Jake's room. We used to, we used to I was telling this to Hannah. We used to drive around to the rich areas of Long Island yeah. and go through their garbage. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a night, that like was a fun shopping. night for us. You find some good stuff there. Get a nice ottoman. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, hey, hey guys, welcome to, welcome the, to the Wolf Den Podcast. Podcast. It's CES time yes. right now, and there's already some pretty big news. It's day mm-hmm. one. CES. Really, is the I thought cons- it was day one was yesterday. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's like E3, where it technically starts two days before. It might be the whole week. Uh, maybe. CES is the Consumer Electronic Expo. Expo. Consumer Electronic Show. Show. Sorry. Consumer Electronic Show. It is in Vegas. I've always wanted to go. Yeah. Not going to go. <laughs> um, and there was a lot of cool stuff that I thought yeah. was worth talking about. And notably, uh, the big deal one is MSI, yes. another computer and motherboard and chip manufacturer, uh, is throwing their hat in the PC handheld yes. ring. And I'm excited for that. And there's a extra special thing about it, which we'll get into uh, yeah. when we talk about it's it. It's already in the title. It's Intel. Oh! It's an, in, an Intel-based one. Which, um, so that's a big deal. Yes. I said it's the first of the Intel-based PC handouts. It probably isn't the very first. Right. But since the Steam Deck, we've gotten a lot of... They're all uh, AMD. They've all been AMD. We've gotten yeah. a lot of PC handhelds, and they're all AMD. Mm. Uh, this is the first one that I've seen that's Intel, and that's uh, yeah. a big deal for a lot of reasons. I tweeted about it, and there was a lot of shade being thrown. Could, like People don't like that it's Intel. I think gamers recently have like shifted towards AMD for a lot of reasons. A- yeah. AMD has historically been the cheaper one. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, which... Is good for a handheld. Yes, I've, yeah. I've I've also been told like their their thermal handling is better AMD because like Intel's had a lot of problems with the. So I've heard about that recently. Yeah. I... Well, that's why that's one of the reasons why Apple started making their own chips because they uh, Intel couldn't keep their thermals down enough to Apple standards. When I first started building a computer, yeah. I had an AMD explode on me. <laughs> Because I was changing the CPU uh, fan uh-huh. while it was on. <laughs> well, there's your first mistake. It literally exploded. <laughs> the 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 little uh, it's like a literally the core, like yeah. like the core part turned to paste and fucking exploded and burned my hand. Anyway. Uh yeah, I never knew that about Intel that that yeah. it was synonymous with with heat issues. Yeah. I also saw a, just a random YouTube video today that had nothing to do with the MSI uh shitting on Intel for having uh, weird thermal issues. Um so, I'm sure we'll get into that. I yeah. think it's cool. I always thought there was more support for Intel, but these days there seems to be more support in a handheld form factor for AMD, especially the Ryzen. I think I mean the 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 What's the fucking one that everybody has now? The Z- the I thought it was the Ryzen. No, the Z1 Extreme. Yeah. Z1 Extreme. I think Intel is still the standard, but more and more people are adapting to AMD faster than mm-hmm. they have in the past. AMD has some interesting uh, leg ups in that they make everything. They, yeah. they, can, they, they got the CPU, the GPU. What's, who's the GPU that... NVIDIA. NVIDIA. They own NVIDIA? Wait, who are, you, who are you talking AMD about? AMD owns a GPU. AMD. It, it's their Ryzen. Uh, the, they call them something, but it is AMD. Right, but they bought a GPU manufacturer and like rolled that into the company. How long it ago? It was like a few years ago. It was one of the big ones. Oh. Was it ATI? Radeon? Well, Radeon is what... It, ATI was always NVIDIA. I thought. Or did they buy them... Many oh, moons ago. ETI. I think it was Radeon. 
Radeon. Yeah, ATI Radeons. Everyone's saying ATI. Yeah, AMD. I always, AMD. I AMD always thought bought... that was AMD. No. When did they buy it? Uh, they were acquired by AMD in 2006. Yeah, I, yeah. See, That's when I started building computers. Okay, well, <laughs> I remember a, a, ATI because their logo was on the GameCube. They yes. powered the GameCube. Yeah, so, so it was always <laughs> ATI and AMD versus Intel and NVIDIA. <laughs> right. But NVIDIA might go rogue. I mean, Intel's been making their own GPUs or yeah. trying to. And NVIDIA's... They already make their own uh, CPUs for mobile. Well, yeah. The, the, sil the silicone on a chip, whatever mm -hmm. they, they call it, SOC. Um, system on a chip. System on a chip, the whole thing. Uh, so NVIDIA might go rogue on their own. Yeah. And uh, and uh, Intel might be... It's going to get weird in the next yeah. few years. Um, but anyway... What else should we? What else are we going to be talking about? There's a lot of there's a lot CES of stuff news. coming from CES. There's there's TVs TVs that you that you look through the yeah. TV. It's like glass. That's fucked up. There's TVs. Uh, Sony showed off a bunch of stuff. Hyperkin showed off some cool stuff. I gotta see the Hyperkin stuff. I thought they died. <laughs> no. And then regular ass gaming news from the past week. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have on in our notes Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Let's. There's a reason for it. <laughs> so I put an article under your article that I thought had more, uh, uh, had more like specs and stuff. Okay. It was it was more recent. I think this guy finally got a hands on with it. Got it. This is the MSI Claw that we were just talking about. The Intel MSI, the Intel powered MSI Claw. Um, it looks. A lot like uh, the 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 Asus ROG Ally. Yes, it looks pretty much the mm -hmm. same. You even have the RGB lights. the the ABXY buttons. the The font is the same. The jewels look the same. Even these grill cutouts are the same. The yeah. D pads the same. It's bigger though. It's slightly thicker. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's definitely gonna be louder. Uh, I'll read this. Between the right. Asus RG Alley, the Lenovo Legion Go, and the Steam Deck, AMD has a virtual, a virtual monopoly over the chips powering high-end gaming handhelds. But for the claw, MSI is partnering up with Intel to bring a more balance to the portable PC performance wars. They got to really put alliteration in there. I like how they're showing Sonic Superstar. Though. <laughs> uh, on paper and in its design, MSI claw shares a lot with the rg ally it has a seven inch full hd lcd screen with 500 nits of brightness and 120 hertz refresh rate i think it's the exact same screen that's in the rg ally okay which is good because that means yeah. it also supports variable refresh rate mm -hmm. uh the lenovo legion go has a big beautiful screen but it's a native portrait Weird. so it's it's supposed to be like in a tablet yeah so that means you know how in a you know how in a uh switch scenes yeah you know how in a uh on a tv if, if you film a tv in slow motion it it draws the lines like this yeah a native portrait screen will draw the lines like this right down so that means you can't have things like variable refresh rate or or uh g-sync or whatever right. the fuck uh so it's worse in that way even though it's a higher refresh rate I'd rather have this type of screen because then you can get variable refresh. Uh, 
even its case looks familiar. Yeah, it's got the same sort of grips. I think the grips are a little bigger. Uh, and I saw Dave 2D's video on it. I don't yeah. know how he gets these things so <laughs> early. Uh, he said he likes the way it feels better. Uh, the article does say the claw is uh, bigger, does have bigger grips, makes it more comfortable to hold. Yeah, I personally would rather it be easier to, like, portable, like, smaller and yeah. portable. Uh, but whatever. But that's where the similarities come to an end, because on the inside, the claw is powered by either an Intel Core Ultra 7 or Core Ultra 5 chip, depending on the configuration. That's a pretty big departure amongst this sea of AMD-based alternatives. And may have some people wondering if Intel's first foray into high-end gaming handhelds can keep up. That's because in addition to a new chip, developers will be relying on Intel's integrated Arc graphics, uh-oh, and a library of drivers that simply aren't as deep at, or as well-tested as AMD's. It's also unclear how much the NPU inside Intel's latest chip will help with things like XESS super sampling, which is sure to play a big part in the claws capabilities. I will say I was surprised when I started playing with these PC handhelds. Yeah. I was surprised at how uh, well games were optimized for them. Mm -hmm. uh, like the, the Z1 Extreme seemed to have a lot of support for a lot of these big beefy games right so much so that uh when starfield came out they updated the R the rg ally like yeah. for it and then uh all of the other uh z1 extreme like drivers kind of followed suit mm -hmm. so it'd be interesting to see how intel keeps up i have an arc gpu and it's good but uh not all of the uh developers are keeping up support right. for it so i don't know what's gonna happen here uh, however, even on the pre-production models with unfinished software, including beta drivers that I tested, things were surprisingly smooth. Launching games was snappy, and I only ran into a small handful of hitches. Well, I mean, he's probably playing games that they want him to play. You know? Yeah. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to pull up MSI's built-in performance monitor as its MSI Center game launcher is still a work in progress. A spokesperson I talked to claimed that during internal testing, the claw delivered 20 to 25% higher frame rates than an equivalent AMD-based handheld in 14 out of 15 popular titles. That's interesting. Yeah. That's a pretty big claim, but if those figures carry over <laughs> to a larger library of modern games, AMD might soon find itself playing catch-up. Actually, that's not that surprising because uh, it has higher specs. It also has Thunderbolt 4, a Thunderbolt 4 port, which is awesome. Yeah. These other ones have, uh, uh, it's not Thunderbolt. Like the, Leno the Lenovo has, Just USB. it's USB 4, I think? Yeah. This has Thunderbolt 4, right. which is crazy because that's what this thing has. Yeah. And I, that's what that dock over there is. So that, that'd be really cool to have. Uh, which brings faster data speeds. It's got Wi-Fi 7. It's got Bluetooth 5.4. Also, while I didn't have enough time to test its longevity, the 53-watt-hour battery should give the claw some significant advantage over the ROG Ally with just a 40-watt-hour pack. There's huge mesh vents on the back, too. There's, like, a mode. You press a button, and it just turns all the fans on, and it's, <laughs> and it's insanely loud. Yeah. Um, even this early, there's a lot to like about the MSI's new Intel-based handheld, and when you factor in the claw starts at $700, uh, 
with the five uh with the ultra five chip 16 gigabytes of ram and 512 gigabytes of storage and 750 dollars for a faster model with the uh core ultra 7 cpu uh and 800 dollars for that with one terabyte they're leaving out the fact that it has 32 uh gigabytes of ram the expensive model it was that rumored i don't know was that not a thing maybe not that's disappointing because i that was a yeah i'm not seeing anything about so that was a lie three days ago 16 core intel cpu up to 32 gigabytes of ram but that i think is room oh that's a leak oh i think the leaks were wrong Wow, that's disappointing because that was yeah. another huge uh, deal. If yeah. if because if if everything else is sixteen gigabytes right. of RAM right now, having thirty two would blow everyone else out of the water, and it would it would make sense why it would get more frames. Mm-hmm. Uh, I now we're just relying on Intel's CPU, which everyone seems to think might yeah. be a problem. But I think that pricing is pretty good. Uh, Seven fifty. I mean, I'm gonna have to get the faster one right um so i wish that it was just 700 but whatever I'll, I'll take what i can get i did see the inside dave 2d opened it up and i didn't see where the uh ssd was mm. so that concerns me a little bit it does seem easy to open but yeah. uh you might have to take the battery out or something to get to the ssd otherwise i'd imagine it's pretty easy to, to upgrade if you need but if people are worried about thermals the fans kick up really high so <laughs> Uh, and they also claim to get more battery life and stuff. So there's a lot about this that uh, I think will be really cool. I don't like how it's bigger than the ROG Ally, but uh, I'm excited to check it out. I'm excited to see what Intel yeah. can do with this. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they can keep up with the same performance as what AMD has proven they can do with the other handhelds. And MSI too. You know, Now they're, it's another company entering into the handheld gaming market yeah um it any of these big companies jumping in is good for the whole industry it's, yeah. it's keeping everybody getting the competition going between yeah all of them. and it takes it out of like that niche market and puts it into a more mainstream audience mm-hmm. you know because uh asus and uh, lenovo and msi sell their product in brick and mortar stores yeah so when like mom and dad go out to like best buy or walmart or whatever and they see that on the shelf you know they'll talk about that and they'll get interested in that and they'll bring that home to little jimmy and timmy <laughs> i was at best buy they have the rg ally right yes no no they have the logitech have g cloud oh, okay yeah yeah i don't think they have the other ones i'm not sure you guys tell me i don't know what else they have oh uh. Well, I, I know in Japan, yeah. oh, they all had everything. Every store <laughs> well, had all also of them. too, because I like Ein Odin and Ein Neo and those. Th- those are niche products that essentially do the same thing. M- May Peko Peko says, "I got my RG Ally from Best Buy." There you go. Best Buy does carry the Ally. Yeah. No yeah. one carries the Steam Deck. No one carries the Steam you Deck, get but from Steam. Valve. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. So you had the Ein Neo, the Ein Odin, and then the Steam Deck. What am I talking about? I bought the Lenovo from Best Buy. <laughs> I bought it from Best Buy. <laughs> oh, point is, in the past, they've been more niche products, more enthusiast products. Mm-hmm. 
you know the steam deck was the most mainstream of them all but you had to get that through steam right um and now they're you know this we have an explosion of high-powered handhelds that can play video games on and we're not that far removed from people saying oh the handheld gaming market is dead because everyone's just playing on their iphones now angry birds is the future i mean apple did some cool shit i i saw your video (laughs) yes i am impressed by it but that's still like that that oh. still feels like baby steps. Oh, to we me. are ten years out from yeah. me wanting to play <laughs> games. Yeah, that's on my that's phone. still like, like when the mobile revolution like launched and like Angry Birds and Cut the Rope and like Fruit Ninja, like those that was crawling, mm-hmm. and Apple is finally starting to walk mm-hmm. with Resident Evil and you know Assassin's Creed Mirage coming to iPhone and stuff. They're not ready to run yet with no. like you know, GTA six and like the latest shit that's coming out. Yeah, it could happen. I I mean, we're in a great time right now where the big AAA companies are making games with weaker hardware in mind. Yeah. And these big chip companies are giving developers tools to make things for as much hardware as possible. So yeah. like in the past, uh, if you, games required uh specific hardware to do like like if like if you had foliage that that blew in the wind yeah. you needed a gtx card yeah. or something like you could not use a yeah. different card in order to do it the way that they did it but now it's like if you have weaker hardware the lights won't look as nice yeah but it, like th- there's w- plenty of different ways to develop for all types of different hardware now yeah so so much so that you could put fucking Resident Evil 4 on your iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> or or Res- Resident Evil Village on your iPhone. So, anyway. Uh, I think this thing will be cool. I'm excited to see what they can do with an Intel-based handheld. Because yeah. I'm glad we're getting something different. Because I'm getting sick of seeing the AMD uh, Z1 Extreme. Like, that's yeah. not as exciting if it's the same thing. Like I, Like, it's cool that... Lenovo jumped in. That's yeah. another big player, but it's the same thing as as the as as the ROG Ally. Mm-hmm. All right, that's just one of the things yes. from CES. Uh, the and most we, exciting that. I and thought. we just jumped right in. We didn't thank anybody at the top of the show. We no. didn't talk about these two bags of Oreos that we let's, have. Let's let give me an Oreo. Okay. So story about this. Bob texts me and he goes, "Hey, if you see." The black and white cookie Oreos, get them. And, I, and I'm like, okay. And, and then, I got them. And then we both we got both them. We both got them. And neither of us thought to text the other one, hey, <laughs> I got them. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm still living the fantasy of the old days back when we were known as Wolf Den Live, where I would just surprise you with mm-hmm. the Oreos. I thought we still had that magic. We don't anymore. Even though I said, get these yes. Oreos. Did you notice they are smaller? Yes. I noticed that immediately. Th- there were... They are significantly smaller than... It's like $5 for this shit. And they are smaller than a normal package of Oreos. Yeah. Uh, Also, I showed these to people, and a lot of people said, so they're just Oreos. Because, like, the flavor is black and white. I feel like black and white cookies, not that they're an exclusively a New York thing, but they are, like... They're a New York thing. They are, yeah, a New York cornerstone, if you will. Black and white, also known as the best cookie. It is a, it is a top because five it's basically not even a cookie. Yeah, it's cake. It's, cake. <laughs> it's just cake that is in the shape of a yeah. cookie. All right, let me see this. We got we got 
a vanilla wafer, half vanilla normal, I yeah. guess, filling, and then half chocolate. chocolate. That's not normal vanilla filling. That, that's birthday cake. I'm getting a lot of the the actual cookie part in this. Yeah. But I feel like in order oh, to that's actually... that's what that is? I feel like in order to properly taste like what the cream is, I'd have to like just deconstruct it mm-hmm. and eat it piece by piece. Like, okay. a, like a madman. So I'm going to do that live on camera. The wafer is very vanilla. Yeah. So much so that I thought I was tasting birthday cake. Let me eat this first. Unless they're trying to go for like a cake taste, which Maybe. is fine. That yeah. makes sense. Get the nice crunch in for the audio listeners. So uh, a little aside, I was at Stop and Shop mm-hmm. and they had big boxes of black and white cookies. Mm-hmm. And it said $5.50 for a big box of black and white, right. full black and white cookies. Mm-hmm. So I got them, ended up being $7. <laughs> Not bad, because it right. came with six big black and white cookies. Right. Open it up. They're fake black and white cookies, where mm. the white covers the whole thing, and then they put the black yeah. on top. Bullshit black and white cookies, I guess. So the icing does taste like a black and white cookie. Get in the icing. The icing specifically. So it is masked by the actual cookie part. So is this a regular... Yeah, oh, this, this one's a... like a yin-yang. Yin, yin yeah. So is this a regular... Vanilla wafer, or is so. is this specifically like a birthday cake thing? No, this is a regular, a regular cookie. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. I think the vanilla part is birthday cake. Okay. Now I have a psychopath friend who only <laughs> eats half the black and white cookie. <laughs> Wait, which half? And that's very important. <laughs> I think he only eats the vanilla half. What a piece of shit. <laughs> now, my question is, how is he going to eat this? <laughs> you should see. Maybe I will. Okay, so. I don't know if the two sides are different. What do you mean? I think it's just food coloring. I think they might taste no. the It's like a little no, birthday that, cake. That that the chocolate is definitely chocolate. That does taste like a black and white cookie. Yeah. They put a little bit of the birthday cake, but not enough. Right. Like not too much. Because that's what it is. that's what black and white cookie is. It's cake. Yeah. It's pretty fucking good. Yeah, good job. Yeah. Hooray for Oreo. That's a good cookie. Not too much chocolate either. Yeah. Like the right amount. Right amount. We do have a lot of uh, delis around here. Yeah. That do black and white cookies and they do white and white cookies. Yeah. They don't do they don't do black and black cookies. <laughs> Which we'll let you figure out why that's problematic. <laughs> Long Island, baby. Yeah. Your friend your psychopathic friend fits right in. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Uh, have they talked about the Intel handheld yet? No, we've only talked about yeah. uh, black and white or no, we talked about it for a while. Um, we got a bunch of notifications here. Uh, I filled out a thing so that we can get memberships on uh, uh, 
YouTube okay. uh, on this podcast channel. Yes. Uh, I don't think I finished filling out the <laughs> So hopefully next time mm-hmm. we'll we'll have that. They wanted me to like write a whole thing and I just right. can't do it. But anyway, uh on Twitch, we got Johnny Reefer, thanks for the five months. Professor Clockwork, thanks for the eleven months. Happy pod day. Hope you're both doing well, Wolf Bros. Thank you. Thank you. Jin Wong, thanks for the 17 months. Hi, Bob. And Will showing some love. Thank you. Mecha Dragon Ace for 100 bits. It's my birthday tomorrow, bros. I turned 32. How was your bros 32? Happy birthday. Happy birthday. 32? 32. That was two years ago for me. That was four years ago for me. Well, I don't think I did anything. Yeah. After 30, your birthdays stop mattering. Yeah. Well, that was 2020 when I turned 32. Oh. I stayed indoors. (laughs) I don't know what I did. I had a kid. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Look at me now. Uh, Hannah, tell me what we did two years ago. Uh, King Wizard, thanks for the 18 months. It's the Super Wolf Bros. I went around the sun today. Oh, he also had a birthday. Oh. (laughs) Speak English! (laughs) Side Duck Scooter, thanks for the Prime. Alec... Alex Buckingham, thanks for the prime. Sachi, thanks for the seven months. Monkey, thanks for the 12 months. Rented, thanks for the prime. Jake the Bad Snake, thanks for the eight months. May Peco Peco, thanks for the eight months. Azzy Mandis, thanks for the 30 months. Catching Alive, have my sub boys. Will, loving the Ultimate Spider-Man run so far. Thanks for the recommendation. You're welcome. They're launching a new Ultimate Spider-Man series tomorrow. The twist is he's an adult when he gets his powers. Is it Peter Parker? Yeah. But like he's already like married and has kids and like is like a successful hu- functioning human being. And, he th- and that's when he gets his powers. Okay. Yeah. Maybe Which, uh, maybe who's who's drawing it? Uh f- Oh, Marco Cecchetto. He did he did the Punisher with Greg Rucka. He's got, like you'd know him if you saw him. Okay. Uh, and Mecha Dragon next to the 100 bits. Also, bros, Long Island Retro announced their dates for this year. Uh, hope they actually invite you to as a guest this year. Uh, and Bandana Diddle, thanks for the prime. Uh, we'll be going. Yeah, we'll be there. Probably regardless on, of whether or not we're invited, we'll just show up. Yeah, probably on the yeah. Saturday. Can't keep us out of our hometown. And Chris BX, thanks for the prime. All right, we thanked enough people. Yes. Why does it show that we're offline, but there's a bunch of people? Uh, I had to refresh. Uh, Twitch. Uh, I had to refresh. Uh, oh, whoops. Twitch. Um, they launched uh, AV1 encoding. Uh huh. So they, if, believe it or not, Twitch has a video feature <laughs> for the first time in like 10 years. Yeah. Uh, and it broke everything. Like, it, it doesn't work right. But. It's good that it's in beta because uh, AV1 encoding means uh, we'll get higher quality streams. Right. It also means you can stream up to 1440p. Also, that computer that's sitting down there yes. that's not doing anything, that's got an Intel GPU in it that is specifically for AV1 encoding. So hopefully that'll, that'll, that'll all work out. Holy shit. Anyway, uh, what's next? Let's look at TVs yes. that you can see your wall through. <laughs> All right, well, it was an interesting year for TVs that you could see your wall through. Because first, LG brought the world's first wireless transparent OLED TV. Um, I don't 
like wireless. I don't like that they're saying wireless. Yeah, I, I don't think the trend of like wireless TVs is going to catch on because like there are still wires. Yeah, the like wires still need to go somewhere. Like when I think of a wireless TV, I'm thinking of like a slate that you just put on, like a picture frame yeah. that you just put on your wall. You don't have to do anything. You got to plug it in. Yeah. To, an, to, to a power outlet. Yeah. And it comes with this giant like comes with wireframe thing. It looks like a, like, what would you call that? Like a bookshelf? Yeah. Like it has to have this whole thing. Well, okay. So I saw a different wireless TV where it's basically a TV. It's like a really skinny TV. Mm. You know, it's got the power cord in it. So that's the one cord. But then it has a breakout box mm. that's separate. And you plug everything into the box and it beams all that information to the TV. I mean, this might also be that, yeah. but I'm saying like this piece requires the rest of it. Yeah. Like that's all part of it. Right. So this is stupid. But anyway, <laughs> yes. the technology is interesting. The fact yeah. that it's transparent. I, I'm, I'm very curious how the transparency works. Okay. So this is the LG OLED T uh, is what the company calls the first wireless transparent OLED TV, 4K resolution, uh, and features LG's wireless transmission tech for audio and video. The unit also featured a contrast screen that rolls down into a box in its base that you can raise or lower with the press of a button. The OLED T is powered by LG's new Alpha 11 AI processor with four times the performance of the previous gen chip. The extra power offers 70% greater graphics performance and 30% faster processing speeds, according to the company. The OLED T works with the company's Zero Connect box that debuted last year uh, with the M3 OLED. That might be the one I'm thinking of. Um, that sends a video and audio wirelessly to the TV. You connect all of your streaming devices and game consoles to that box rather than to the television. Yeah, so it looks like that's the box? Yeah, that's the TV I'm thinking about. Look, at there's a wire. There's a wire right there. There's a wire. I mean, that's, that's for power, but like your, your PlayStation, your DVD player, your whatnot, like that goes into the breakout box. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Now, these are not going to be good for playing games on. Probably not. There's going to be some wacky input lag, yeah. especially because of the weird transparency. Yeah. Uh, the base uh, houses down-firing speakers, which sounds surprisingly good, as well as some other components. Uh, there are backlights as well, but you can turn those uh, on for a fully transparent look. Uh, LG says the TV will come in standalone, against the wall, and wall-mounted options. At first, some of the visuals on the TV um, are a bit unsettling. A singer on a transparent display appeared... Uh, to be actually in the room in miniature form, of course. Uh, things <laughs> like a fish tank were a bit more pleasant to look at, and movie clips were crisp and vivid. LG also put on what's called a T-bar on the OLED T, uh, adding cryon-like mix of news, weather, uh, song titles, and more along the bottom, while the rest of the screen stays clear. So it doesn't sound like they actually showed traditional content. Yes. on here they showed content that highlights the fact that it's transparent so they did show a tv show okay uh i don't know what show it was uh they showed a clip from a tv show okay it was weird because like they showed it with the black back mm -hmm. and then they rolled the black back down and you still saw some blacks okay everything else they showed like this fish tank for example mm-hmm 
the black is completely transparent. They showed another thing where like there was this weird like rock guy walking. Yeah. And he had some black in his like makeup, I guess. Right. And that faded away when when the when the thing rolled down. So like you know when you're this is what this is what I want to know. You know when you're in Photoshop and you take a layer mm-hmm. and you make it a screen layer. That removes all of the black. Right. And it makes all of the black transparent. Yeah. So if I were to take a picture of me and make it a screen layer, my beard would disappear. Right. Is that how this works? Because they also showed a singer singing yeah. and like her eyelashes didn't disappear. They were still there. Mm-hmm. So I I, I'm confused by that. Yeah. Some of the images looked like they just turned into a screen yeah. layer in Photoshop. Some of them looked like they, they worked somehow. Yeah, I don't know. There's still a lot of questions on like how exactly this works. Like, where is this picture coming from? Because mm-hmm. if it's transparent, you can see like, you know, where you can theoretically see like how they're beaming it to the screen. Yeah, I want to know can't how really it's, see. It's got to be bottom up. Yeah, well, from the base and there. But then something has to meet it to yeah. stop the light. You know, like it's yeah. a laser beaming up, but then something's got to. Well, I mean, the top of the glass would you know, stop yeah, but it. it has to stop it in the middle where the pixel is, you know? Right. Got to draw the pixel. Unless it's writing really fast yeah. and, and we just don't realize it. But, yeah, I want to know how it knows what is black as a transparency and what is black that we want to see. Yeah. And, uh, like, you know how, like, you print something on a piece of paper. Uh huh. A printer can't print white. Yeah. A TV can't print black. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, you know, Pro- for, for proper all proper black. Yeah. yeah. So uh, black is just off. So yeah. that's how this seems to work. But it also seemed to kind of get black sometimes. Maybe it's just like a little above black. Maybe yeah. it's not. Maybe it's enough to be a pixel. But still, like a pixel. That's like a little black is really dim. Yeah. So how, I it, it also weird that they always show it in front of a wall that is has a little bit of like it's like white or 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 off white or something. Well, that's how you know they can show off the transparency of it. Yeah, you know, so it would probably wall. look best in a dark yeah. room with a dark colored wall. The video you are talking about it's from CNET. Ah. Music. Viewed everything. Yeah, this is oh, it. Yeah. Okay. So this like singer, yeah. okay, she looked pretty transparent there. That's that, the rock guy. That guy, yeah, I don't know why I thought he was a rock guy. Okay. But he's completely tran- transparent. Like the blacks in his body just go away. Yeah. Uh yeah, I see a lowering. Yeah, that's huh. the that's the uh that's the like this thing. This is so this I didn't I actually did not see this video. I saw like a much quicker version. Okay, so it is just a screen layer. So then does that mean you have to pull that screen up if you want to watch traditional content? Oh, I'm not showing it on screen, I'm sorry. Uh yeah, if you want to watch it without the transparency, yeah. Well well, if you have the screen down, blacks will just be transparent. So then what's the point of having a transparent TV then? I also the the microphone is kind of black, but you it's yeah. not transparent, so that's interesting. But like her eyelashes are actually transparent. Right. I think. What's the this is it's there's no point. This is literally uh to 
it's a te- it's a tech demo. It's like a fun little party trick. Right. Yeah. But Some I'm things just imagining, will look cool. I'm just imagining like if this thing were to come to market, like who is the market for this? Who would actually want a transparent TV? That might be a little more uh understanding when you look at the Samsung one. <laughs> Let's look at the Samsung one. Yes, because Samsung debuted the world's first transparent micro uh, LED screens at CES 2024. Bo- two companies both introducing the first uh, transparent TVs. Uh, Samsung showcased micro uh, LED display side by side next to transparent OLED and transparent LCD models to really highlight the difference between the tech compared to the others. Not only was micro LED panel significantly brighter, it also featured a completely frameless design and more transparent glass panel that made it easier to see objects behind it. Uh, in person, the, the effect Samsung, the effect Samsung's trans- transparent uh, micro OLED displays have is hard to describe as con- Content almost uh, looks like a hologram as it floats in midair. The demo unit was freestanding and measured only about a centimeter thick, which adds even more to the illusion of a floating screen. Additionally, because of micro LEDs high pixel density, uh, images also looked incredibly sharp. So far, Samsung has only uploaded a single vertical video uh, overflowing with EDM, but hopefully (laughs) it gives you some idea of what we saw. Uh, according to a, a Samsung spokesperson, because transparent micro LED uh, displays have a higher brightness compared to transparent OLED panels, they are also less impacted by ambient light. The bad news is that with Samsung's current crop of non-transparent micro LED TVs currently costing $150,000 for a 110-inch <laughs> size model, it is going to be a decently long time until the new display becomes anything close to affordable. Yeah, so it's uh, for like displays. Like, there's yeah. th- you're not getting this to actually enjoy content. You're getting this. Uh, the Samsung one specifically is like long. It's not like a yeah. normal aspect ratio. That looks like you're gonna see that in a store, like to display information about a right. product or something. You're not gonna have that in your living room to watch the game. You but know? you know, somebody's like when they eventually get this down to like a reasonable size, like 32 inches. Some like some weirdo is gonna buy a transparent TV for their living room. Yeah, there'll be like a designer who's like designing a house for a rich person, and they're yeah. gonna be like, "This is the center point of the living room. Is this transparent yeah. TV?" And then the guy's gonna be like, "You got me a fucking transparent you got TV. Me glass. <laughs> I'm trying to watch my own movies yeah. on it. You know, like he's gonna be pissed that he's gotta watch that screen's just gonna be rolled up the whole time. He's not yeah. even gonna know that he could turn it down." Um, whatever. I, 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 there's going to be people who buy it, but that's not what it's for. It's for, yeah. uh, it's for displaying in like a, in like, a, I mean, the LG one though comes in like a stand that looks like it belongs in a living room. Yeah. The Samsung one looks like it's for a storefront or, 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 a well, now advertisement or something. Yeah. Yeah. There are those people who do buy a TV every single year. Yeah. We call them psychopaths. Uh, haven't heard much from those people. Like, what are they, <laughs> What are we getting every year? Like, I think everyone I, got the LG uh, C, whatever. Yeah, though. everyone got that, and then that's it. I think for years, TVs have finally gotten to the point where it doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, all TVs are a baseline 
good. Yeah. You know, it's only really like people who really care about HDMI 2.1 who are like really seeking out like the high end stuff. Yeah, we're, we're, we're nitpicking like, here when we're like, I want this thing to be 120 hertz. Yeah. I want the fastest uh, uh, response time and all that stuff is like nitpicking because for the most part, they're all fine. Yeah. I will say though, uh, when I was still at the studio in Brooklyn, E got this insanely huge Sony TV. Yeah. That must have been very expensive. Mm hmm. It was massive. It was like 80 inches or something. Mm -hmm. Playing a game on there was so slow. It was, the response time was horrible. So like there's situations like that where we're like, I mean, we're, we're getting it specifically for games. Like yeah. if I'm going to watch football, I don't need anything yeah. new. You know, they're all fine. Yeah. But if you're playing a game, there's a, there's plenty of, new technologies yeah. for that. But even so, like uh the ones that came out when the PlayStation 5 came out. Yeah. They've all been fine. They've all been fine mm -hmm. since then. It used to be like oh, this year 3D TVs. Yeah. And then everyone had to throw out their $2000 TVs from the year before hey, and get the 3D TVs. No, hey, no. Nah, nah. Curve TVs. And then man. the curve happened yeah. and everyone's like, "Whoa." Whoa. Let me throw out my 3D TV yeah. so that everyone can enter my living room by walking around the curve yeah. of my TV. I want to make it so that people on the edge of the couch can't see the top yeah. right corner of the screen. Anyway, that's good. Hey, CES, crazy. Yeah. We're getting transparent TVs. <laughs> uh, let's get back. I want to know what hyperkin's doing okay well first things first that's something you're excited about i know hyperkin announces the mega 95 uh, a new gaming handheld from hyperkin that's designed to play original sega genesis and mega drive games it's equipped with a five inch display uh that has a toggle to switch between 4.3 and 16 by 9 modes and a battery that hyperkin says should last about 10 hours per charge think it, of it it crashed my chrome <laughs> Think of it as a modern take on the Genesis Nomad with roughly three times the battery life and other modern conveniences. The handheld looks uh, to be a portable version of Hyperkin's Mega Retro N HD gaming console, um, the existing Genesis compatible retro console released in 2018, uh, which now sells for $60. Hyperkin's press release doesn't go into detail about uh, how the, Me the Mega 95 runs its classic Genesis titles, but the Mega Retro N HD reportedly used a hardware emulation approach with quality that sits somewhere between a software emulator and a premium FPGA console similar to Analog's Mega SG. Whoa, whoa, whoa. S somewhere between? Yeah. Software emulation and premium FPGA base. Quality that sits yeah. somewhere between. So what is it really, though? It, that, to, that to me says it's just software. Yeah, because I, I, <laughs> when I think of hardware emulation, I think of FPGA. Yeah. Because that's what it is. It's a piece of hardware that's emulating the original stuff. Yeah. Unless they found chipsets that are comparable to an original Genesis, but even then. That's still FPGA. Yeah. Well, not well, it's still hardware emulation. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> I mean, Hyperkin is known for software emulation yes like it was cool back in the day when they were the only game in town yeah uh but now 
we're seeing all of this cool, exciting technology that gets us a lot closer to yeah. the actual original experience, but in a modern way with like a nice new screen. There's nothing about this that excites me one bit. Like, if this is just for oh Genesis and Mega, yeah, Genesis and Mega Drive. Yeah, this is just for Genesis and Mega Drive. Why is the screen that aspect ratio? Yeah, I don't understand why it has a sixteen by nine screen. That's insane. Yeah, because I mean, unless they think you know, oh, it's a it's a modern piece of hardware. It has to come with a sixteen by nine screen. No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. You fit it with a four by three screen because that's what all Genesis games are. My guess is four by three screens have to be custom made now, and they don't want to pay the extra that's money for is. custom made games. They're they're more expensive. Screens. Yeah, they're, they're a lot more expensive. But that there exists four by three screen. They 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 would have to be smaller though. Yeah. Probably. Uh. Yeah. I mean, I'm. Hyperkin has to do a lot more to get me excited about right. something. And it's also hard to get me excited about something that's Sega Genesis. Like, even though I grew up with Sega Genesis. And you've always wanted a Nomad. I've always wanted a Nomad. Now's your chance. But there's... You can have Nomad it. at home. This, this is not even close. Um, also, I don't know what else Hyperkin's got up their sleeve, but where the fuck is their Game Boy and the N64? <laughs> Those are the only cool that's things right. that they've they did announced. announce an N64. Those are the only cool things that I've ever seen from Hyperkin yeah. that I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Actually, there was the, uh, the, the the light gun. Yeah. They made a light gun. Did that even ever come out? Because they made that, and we were like, that's cool. And also, think... the Duke controller was cool because yes. it had a light on it. Yeah. That's probably the coolest thing Hyperkin's made uh, in years. Yeah. Or ever, maybe, is, is the Duke, is the Xbox controller that had a, a screen in the middle. Yeah. Um. So this there's also going to be a dock for this, so you can plug it into your TV. And it'll have ports for original Genesis controllers, um, and it will. It is uh, sorry. Uh, they they don't have, they don't have a price for it yet, but uh, Hyperkin's SNES emulation machine uh, currently sells for one hundred and twenty dollars. So it'll probably be a roughly roughly around that much. Now that is the Superboy. Yes, which uh, I like. I have one yes. that i if you if you watch my streams when i'm in the other room uh i have one of these little TVs that mm-hmm. has me- a mega man playing on it all the time that is i have a superboy plugged in so yeah it's it's great Use yeah it. i think the thing with this is it'll it's probably a, you know this article does mention that it will be it it could end up being more affordable and more readily available than an analog pocket and i think that's what this is this is more for people who like just want to play their Sega Genesis games in the most convenient way possible. Um, and this could be it for them. But you could still make this and you could still make this on a budget and have it be better than what it is right now. Yeah. Yeah. This You, you don't, I mean, really, the only thing that I could see is just making it fucking a 4 by 3 screen. There's yeah. absolutely no reason to have a 16 by 9 screen. Even if you do have a 16 by 9 screen, you can hide it. Yeah. You can hide the ends of it, like what they do with the modded Game Boy. Um, I'm also extremely skeptical of the emulation quality because saying somewhere between software and FPGA, yeah. I, say what it is. I know, I know Hyperkin, like, they, they traditionally use software emulation. Yeah. And that's not necessarily a problem. You know, software it's just emulation not exciting. Ha- 
it's come a long way. And for 90% of people, that's okay. It's just not exciting unless you let me store my ROMs on it, which yeah. I don't think... If, if this thing had the ability to rip from the cartridge, I'd be excited. Right. Because then I just take all, all of our games and you just dump yeah. them in. And then I have a library of all my games. That'd be sick. I think their Atari uh, thing, their, their Retro 77, you can upload ROMs to it. They put a, a limit on the amount of ROMs you can have, but like I know people have like jailbroken it. Mm -hmm. I got like maxed it out. Yeah, I, there's just not a lot. I think I'm not excited because I know previous Hyperkin products and this just looks like those and yeah. not very exciting. I even think the Superboy had a wide screen. Yeah, it did. It had a 16 by 9 screen. Mm -hmm. And it, I think it had a toggle to stretch it. Yeah. Or... Well, you mentioned the Hyperkin Duke before. Yeah. They're back at it again with the other Xbox controller. <laughs> yeah, what is uh, just the smaller one, the later revision the smaller? The controller one? S. Okay. Yeah. Uh Hyperkin uh following the reissue of the Duke controller, Hyperkin is giving the second controller, the smaller one, the better one, uh the same treatment. That better be a screen in the middle and I don't think it is. No, I don't think it is either. Uh the original the original controller S came with the Japanese version of the console while other markets got the massive Duke controller. Eventually the more compact controller uh, became the default uh, and superseded the Duke. Hyperkin is calling its take on the more compact gamepad the Duchess with the S capitalized because it's the controller S. Duke, Duchess. Yes. I get it. Wow. Uh, this will be the third retro Xbox controller designed by Hyperkin. Um, it also released a version of the Duke in 2018, followed by a new version of the Xbox 360 controller called the Xenon last year. Like the previous uh, controllers, the Duchess has been updated to work with modern systems and is officially licensed to work with the Xbox Series X, S, Xbox One, and Windows 10 and 11. Uh, there's also a, a share button built in for the series consoles, a USB-C port, and a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. Perhaps the most exciting of all is the inclusion of Hall Effects joysticks and triggers, which should make um, more, which should make them more resistant to growing inaccuracy over the years. Uh, Hyperkin only announced that the controller is in development today, but and the images above show in development design uh, for the controllers that may change ahead of release. Pricing has not yet been confirmed. While you're talking about that, I'm looking at this ad that says Lenovo made a rolling laptop. Like oh, on. the screen like rolls out. Oh, I thought it was on wheels. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not a screen. So uh, how could they take... Uh, the, the, I'm talking about the Xbox controller now. Right. How could they take what was so great about the their best product and, and take it out? Well, Remove the best feature. That, that screen was probably expensive. Mm -hmm. One. Two... There's it was a, the only cool thing. There's a lot of room in that Duke for a lot of things. Mm. So they probably had the space in there to put next to, to put the screen and the hardware for the screen inside. There's not a lot of room in here because this is a regular ass normal size controller. Who made the Xbox 360 controller? Somebody recently remade Xbox. Hyperkin. It was Hyperkin? It was Hyperkin, yeah. 360? Yeah. The Xenon. Oh. Oh. Yeah. You just said that. I did. I was looking at a rolly. You were looking at a laptop a on wheels. Rolly laptop. <laughs> so going back to the uh, Hyperkin and FPGA, I, I didn't uh, mention this, but uh, uh, I don't think FPGA is like the the 
the gold standard. Like, I don't think just because it's FPGA that means it's good. Because uh-huh. I have here the funny playing Game Boy. Okay. Take it. It's, it's just grab, put your fingerprint right on the screen. Why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you handed it to me. Um, it is just a Game Boy. It, it looks like like it looks like a Game Boy. It feels like a Game About Boy. About the size, yeah. Um, it, it nothing about it is an original Game Boy. It's all made by Funny. It's all Boy. new parts. It's all new parts. Even the chip inside is an okay. FPGA chip. Uh, and it's it's good. Uh, it's not accurate emulation though. The clock speed is wrong. It's okay. like a little off. And you can change the clock speed, but you can't get it exactly accurate. Well, right now I can't press any buttons because nothing. Oh, there. Uh, did you know Wario Land Three has an unskippable cutscene the first time you turn it on? Now I do. And I had to erase my save data because I needed to compare the clock speed of two uh, games. Well, now I'm trying to. St- oh, there we go. Yeah. No, the buttons work. It's just well, Wario for... Land Three is stupid. You know. 36 years of press start on the home screen to start the game, and now all of a sudden you're telling me to press A. You know what's really annoying? Resident Evil Village and 4, they both say start game, yeah. and the start button doesn't start the game. You have to press A or, or any of the face buttons. That's That sucks. It just said start game, and yeah. you where it would normally say press start, it's yeah. a start game, and then the start button doesn't do anything. Yeah. We're old. Yes. And we're and set in our ways. We're set in our ways. <laughs> uh, Sakurai just put out a video talking about how uh, you should have fast forward and rewind in cutscenes for video games. <laughs> and that brought up a good point that, like, there is no standardized cutscene protocol. To this day, I am terrified yeah. of pressing the start button. They're not even called start button. button anymore. Any button yeah, during any button a cutscene. Cut because you could skip it. Hannah uh, started playing uh, Red Dead Redemption, the first one. Yeah. And she skipped cutscenes twice in the oh. very beginning by accident. Yeah, because back in the day, if you try to pause a cutscene, you can't. It would just skip it. Yeah. Yeah. So to this day, I'm like absolutely terrified to press the controller during a cutscene. Putting a pause in a cutscene is, is a yeah. very good idea. How does this have such a long intro? It's WarioWare 3. I, I, I haven't even gotten a chance to test it. <laughs> I, I would have put a different game oh in there if God. I knew you were going to play it. My point is that it looks exactly like a Game Boy. Right. It feels like a Game Boy and plays like a Game Boy. The only problem is when you compare it to an actual Game Boy side by side and you play the same game in both of them, one of them is a little off. Right. Well, that's also, what I'm trying to see. Like, how off is it? You won't notice when you're actually right. playing it. Uh, there's also other weird little quirks, like for example, if I put in like a regular Game Boy game, yeah, the colors will be all weird unless I go in and set it to right. play like a regular Game Boy game. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it, that doesn't act exactly like a Game Boy Color, where a Game Boy Color will just give it colors. Yeah, you have to set it to tell it like, oh, this is an original Game Boy game, give it colors right. or don't give it colors. It's a little annoying. So there'll be a video about that on Thursday where I talk about all that stuff. Okay. All right. There we go. Yay! I'm playing. Woohoo! Wahoo! See, like it feels fine. Yeah. You're not gonna notice anything. But, then, but that's my my point is that FPGA is not the goal. It's not the end all be all. It has to be a good FPGA. <sighs> yeah. But even the analog pocket, like my Morbius cartridge, doesn't work. Doesn't? No. But it works in a regular Game Boy. That's interesting. It barely works on there. <laughs> All right. I got the point. Okay. Uh, all right. Next, we gotta get going here. We started pretty late. Yeah, 
Uh, for a multitude of reasons. Sony showed off a car that you could drive with the DualSense. <laughs> I feel like that's not new. I feel like I've heard about this before. Well, so, okay, so the Sony Honda Mobility, a joint venture established in 2021, uh, intends to launch its first electric vehicle model, the uh, Afila, uh, by 2025, which says it will be built around the premium entertainment experience. Ultimately, Sony Honda Mobility hopes uh, to release a full, sel fully self-driving vehicles. Perhaps most striking during its CES presentation on Monday, however, uh, was how it showed Afila could be driven using a dual a PS5 DualSense controller. Uh, Sony Honda Mobility president and COO Izumi Kaw uh, Kawanishi claimed that the remote driving demo was a tech showcase only, however. Further blurring the lines between his video game and vehicle operations, Sony also announced a collaboration between Sony Honda Mobility and Gran Turismo developer Polyphony Digital. Um, SHM and Polyphony will partner in vehicle development, Sony says, with the aim of creating a new value uh, with partners by sharing vehicle information. So they've announced this partnership before. Mm. As the partnership is not is not new. I remember hearing that you can use a dual sense to drive a car. I remember hearing that. I think that was the that was the goal, and now they're saying you can do it. Oh, okay. yeah. I think Sony had a car, or they were gonna make a car. Yeah, that was this. That was this partnership with Honda. I thought they had their own also, but then they they canceled it like immediately. Maybe because yeah, they were doing yeah. a partnership with Honda. Um, a DualSense controller is a great way to control things, but is yeah. it better than a steering wheel? No, it is not. This is a bad idea. Is this just like how a Tesla can like come out of a parking space? Probably. Is it like that? Like you're like basically going to just drive it around your driveway and like, that's it. Yeah. Like, I don't like know. It has like a fun little thing going yeah. like five miles an I hour. I can see this going incredibly wrong because <laughs> like, uh, Dual senses have batteries that drain pretty quickly. <laughs> True. To get like five hours yeah. on it. So I don't I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> uh what's the name of the car? Afila. A-F-E-E-L-A. -E uh okay, it was the Sony Vision S in 2020. Okay. And then uh when did they partner with Honda? 2021. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. It was the Sony Vision S, and then they canned it immediately to start a partnership with Honda because they yeah. were like, well, let's just... Let's just work a with an actual car company. Yeah. Dick drift, haha. Says Tres All right. Uh, next up. All right, last bit of CES news. Uh, we're getting covers for... PlayStation 5 Slim. Wow, I'm noticing there's no black. These are diff these are all metallic. Yeah, so this That's is part cool. of um what the hell was that collection called? The the three most recent colors they came out with, the cobalt blue, the volcanic red, and the um the silver, the throwing silver. Mm -hmm. What was that collection called? It had a it had a specific name. But now we're getting side plates for the slim model. These came out for the regular model. Now they're in the slim model. But do we have black yet? No. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? PlayStation Slim. What do they call them? Side panels? 
Yeah. Uh, black side plates are in the works. They have them on AliExpress for $9.50. <laughs> that's really annoying because that's the only ones that people actually want. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm I not like people are going to anyway. want this. I have, uh, I got the volcanic red controller for Christmas and it looks nice. It looks primo. Mm-hmm. So if I didn't have the Spider Man's PlayStation, I would definitely get these. That's a good, uh, Thing to have with your Spider-Man PlayStation is the red. Yeah. Nice. Good compliment. All right. That's it for CES, I guess. Yeah. It's time to get into the real news. Yes. Like, for example, uh, Kim Kardashian's game shutting down, guys. Yeah. I'm sorry. Tear. For, for everybody who has all of your hours and... I actually heard about this via TikTok. <laughs> I was watching... Of course. Just a random TikTok came up and it was a woman just absolutely devastated she was number i think 11 in the world ranked in this game this game apparently has been around for like 10 years yeah and she's been playing it every day for 10 years she's ranked number 11 in the world in the game and uh she's like look i got my husband and there's like a dude like in the game he's like how's it going i got my dog i got my kids in the game and and it's all they're all gonna be she's literally gonna lose her husband yeah <laughs> because they're shutting the game down kim kardashian hollywood the celebrity's hit mobile game from glue mobile is shutting down in april just short of its 10-year anniversary in june booting up the free-to-play mobile game now yields a notice announcing that in-app purchases have been turned off in advance of the shutdown on april 8th oh it's the day before my birthday um better get in all of your yeah kim kardashian a glue mobile now. representative on the kim kardashian hollywood forum confirmed the game's been removed from the app stores but is still playable until april 8th for people who have already downloaded it uh kardashian told tmz that she's forever inspired by the community around the game uh i'm so grateful from the bottom of my heart to everyone who has loved and played kim kardashian hollywood in the past 10 years this journey has meant so much to me but i've realized that it's time to focus that energy on other passions i want to thank glue the glue team and the many people behind the scenes who have worked diligently on making it a success um then you have glue mobile statement uh kim kardashian hollywood was released as a free mobile game on june 24 2014 uh, Kardashian wasn't necessarily the star of the game. The protagonist was a player-created character. Over the course of the game, Kardashian would help the player character become an A-list celebrity, as they had been starring, uh, as they'd be starring all the way down the on the E-list. Um, the player character could book acting and modeling jobs, go on dates and make public appearances. Fashion and unlocking outfits could uh, played a huge part in the game. Like other free-to-play games, Kim Kardashian Hollywood had its own in-game currency, K stars, um, mm-hmm. which. Uh, were used to buy clothing and accessories, as well as speed up the wait times between actions. Basically, it was a game about Kardashian becoming your mentor and a campy, casual game that played off its allure of fame and drama. I think this is one of those games. It's a collectathon. Right. But more so to the point, and down later the article says it. Um, we laugh at this game. Haha. <laughs> because it's a, it's a silly game. It's a it's a dumb idea for a game. It's a you know it's a celebrity backed game that's just loaded with microtransactions and uh you know it's one of the worst celebrities you can get. It's Kim Kardashian. Who, I like doesn't really 
know, infamous, like, why is she famous type deal. I got to be honest. It's pretty much exactly the PewDiePie game that he had. Right. It's the same idea. But the thing about it is, I don't think we truly understand the impact that this game had. This was like one of the biggest hits of 2014. It uh, brought in like millions of dollars in revenue in a few days. Mm -hmm. Uh, Made gamers out of people who never would have played a game. Uh, According to the article, it's, it's earnings in a single quarter in 2014 totaled the earnings of more than 10 Glue mobile games combined. Uh, it wasn't revolutionary with regards to his gameplay. It was revolutionary. It was wildly success. Sorry, it was one of the most wildly successful games that centered around women. Uh, King Kardashian Holly wasn't the first game to tap into the female market for video games, but its success brought that market to the forefront of the conversation, letting players take on the role of that, letting players take on a role different from the white male protagonist typical of popular video games in the 2010s. It's along the lines of like. Barbie fashion designer. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like Barbie games did it Yeah, back in the day. Back in the day, but that was like in the PC market. This was like, you know, what I was saying before, mobile games, the new mm-hmm. frontier. And here is, you know, a female-focused game, like front and center on that, and it was wildly successful. It proves that there's a market for video games outside of us, basically. Yeah. So... I'd imagine it has fallen off in the past. Yeah, I'm sure it has. Um, I I, I like the memes that are in this article. Uh, One last drink before we die, and it's them at a bar in the game. (laughs) Uh, One of them was uh, down further. If Kim Kardashian Hollywood is gone, what are you wearing to the funeral? And there's literally funeral outfits in the game. Yeah. (laughs) So there you go. Another video game. Another high-profile, arguably important video game, Scrub from the Annals of History. Arguably uh, important. Yeah. <laughs> uh, preservation matters. Let's get um, the Video Game History Society on this. Preserve Kim Kardashian Hollywood. Let's, let's get a f- famous YouTuber who is not <laughs> problematic in any way to preserve this game somehow. We're going to need somebody to get yeah. an iPhone and buy every... Every single microtransaction for this game. Speaking of that, though, mm-hmm. I'm not going to bring up Gerard the Completionist. <laughs> I was going to say. But John Crawford in the chat said, did you see the news about Apple Arcade's game, an Apple Arcade game being delisted? It was made by Platinum Games and used the Okami art style. I did not see this. No. I know what game you're talking about, though, because I've seen it before. I think I think it What's was it called. I think it was in. It's called the uh, World of Demons. It. It was in a, a, a highlight reel for, for Apple's phone. 2021 hack and slash uh, video game developed by Platinum. Oh, 2021, that's... That's a giant penis. Look at this. <laughs> Look at the first big... An- Look at that. Oh, yeah. That's it's like a big old show. dick. Anyway. Uh, yeah, this game looks really cool. And I saw it in like one of the highlight reels or something. And uh, apparently it's gone forever. That's insane. Yeah, removed from Apple Arcade January 18th and shut down. will shut down on February 1st. It was only ever released on iOS devices. It may be that Platinum Games plans to expand this reach with a standalone release and that's and that the title's Apple Arcade exclusivity was timed. 
But for now, the studio has not expanded on its future plans for the title. I'd imagine if it's off of Apple Arcade, yeah. uh, there's probably just some poor planning there. But if it's off of Apple Arcade, it'll probably come back up on Google Play and on iOS. Maybe. Like, I know, like, Apple Arcade versions of games have to be a specifically made version of the game. Uh, like, I think... Like, as I think, I think it's Sonic Dash. There's the regular version of Sonic Dash, and then there's the Apple Arcade version of Sonic Dash. You know, and if you're subscribed to Apple Arcade, then you can play that version of Sonic Dash. But if you're not, then you can't play that version. You have to play the other version. Have, have we talked about Sonic Dash, like, since it came out? So, uh, you're talking about Sonic Dream. Oh, I'm talking about Sonic Dream. We have not talked about it since it came out. I got an Apple Arcade trial membership just to play that game. And the day it expired was the day I remembered I had to download that game, and I didn't get to play. It. <laughs> okay, it's fine. It's I've heard it's, it's very good. It's it's fine. It's very good for a for a mobile game. Yeah. Uh, in terms of a game game, it it feels kind of just like a 3D Sonic game, which right. For for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush coming to the Switch. Wow. Allegedly. Xbox hit Hi-Fi Rush is heavily rumored to be set for a rival console, the Nintendo Switch, in 2024, sparking a uh, ferocious debate about Microsoft's exclusivity strategy. Uh, insider Nate the Hate, who has a good track record when it comes uh, to video game announcements, teased that a critically acclaimed Xbox exclusive is set to launch on a competing console platform. Recent era user uh, Loliolio nailed it. Uh, also has a good track record for video game announcements then appeared to confirm that Tango Gameworks Hi-Fi Rush is coming to Switch. Windows Central then reported that Microsoft has been exploring bringing some of its back catalog to other platforms, although some of the details remain vague and unconfirmed. IGN has reached out to Microsoft for comment. The reports have sparked a debate online about Microsoft's uh, Xbox exclusive strategy, uh, with some fans bemoaning the idea of an Xbox exclusive launching on a rival console such as the Switch or the PlayStation 5. Others have expressed excitement that the games, the games such as Hi-Fi Rush could get a second wind and millions more players, potentially helping to build the case for a sequel. The rumors come just two months after Xbox CFO Tim Stewart said Microsoft wants to bring first-party games to every screen that can play games, including rival consoles. It's a bit of a change of strategy, Stewart said at a Wells Fargo TMT summit in November. Uh, Stewart's comments were reportedly at, reported as confirmation of Microsoft's intent to bring Game Pass to rival consoles, but Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer uh, subsequently denied such a plan. Uh, leaves the door open for Microsoft to launch more of its first-party titles on rival consoles. Hi-Fi Rush uh, launched in 2023. Could it uh, set a precedent for Xbox games to expand to other platforms um, later down the road? This is my impression <laughs> of Nate the Hate uh, saying... Uh, saying on the podcast that there's a uh that this game's coming to switch i know there might be a a certain critically acclaimed (laughs) xbox exclusive game coming over to the to the switch i'm not gonna say the one that it is nailed it but i know exactly that's my impression so i didn't have it here i didn't put in the key but there was an article saying that Hi-Fi Rush actually got rated in Australia for Switch and PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. That that it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Every, everything's pointing towards Hi-Fi Rush coming to the Switch. I now, think the Switch is a great place for a game yeah. like that. Now, I wanted to talk about this in the in today's show. 
not just because it's news that one of Microsoft's exclusives is coming to another console. That is news. But I want to talk about the greater debate of what it means to be an Xbox exclusive. And like, you know, is the vitriol around Microsoft porting one of their exclusives to another console justified? Who's throwing vitriol? Fanboys. Yeah, of course. Microsoft, uh, Xbox fanboys who have bought their system or dedicated to the system that's, and want a reason for people to want to buy the system. That's always been very lame. That's yes. happened throughout history. Yes. And it's always been dumb because you're just, you're limiting other people. You're taking yeah. things away from other people. Yeah. And I think this is mine and it can't be yours. Yo, look, Hi-Fi Rush was one of the most critically acclaimed games of last year. It was a big surprise for everybody. It's only available on Xbox consoles and PC. Well, put the pc to the side for now xbox consoles are not selling well you know that's that's a fact i think it's been reported uh ps5 is out selling xbox 321 which is worse than what it was last generation so putting this game and also too hi-fi rush was not commercially successful it didn't hit the game pass numbers it needed in order to be considered critic uh commercially successful so porting this game, this well-received game, to other systems and a chance to hopefully recoup the cost makes all the business sense in the world. Yeah. It, it, I mean, we've always said that yeah. Xbox, this is their thing, is trying to get people to play their games wherever they can. Yeah. And Hi-Fi Rush, everybody points at Hi-Fi Rush as a Microsoft first-party game that was good yeah. <laughs> in the past couple of years. So... That going to a platform that I think caters more towards games like this yeah. is is a, is perfect. I will say there is some merit to the debate that exclusives sell consoles. Because if you yeah. look at Sony and Nintendo, they have the best exclusives. They sell the most consoles. Right now, Microsoft doesn't really have that. Yeah. But I think at this point, Microsoft realizes that they've, they're lose, they've lost the console war, like flat out. They still have a console just because it's the easiest way to get Microsoft products into the living room. But their gaming strategy needs to be different. It needs to be more expansive than what it has been in the past. So putting their games on multiple systems just makes the most sense. You're still getting Xbox-made games. You're just not necessarily required to play them on an Xbox system anymore. And I think that's great. Yeah. I, I think that's a great uh, precedent to set. Yeah. For everybody. Because now I love getting my games on Steam. Yeah. Because I can play it on... I have a million devices that run Steam. I can play yeah. it anywhere. So having that sort of flexibility is awesome. And what do they care? They're getting the money for the yeah. game sale anyway. They and make that, more money on the game sale than they do on the console sale. Yeah, that used to be the thing that all game companies strived for. Yeah. Was, was we want to sell them the software... For years, we want to get them to yeah. to constantly buy stuff on our platform. So, what do they care if we play it on something else? Yeah, and I don't think this is necessarily going to be for every game. Like, I doubt they're going to put Halo on another system. Mm -hmm. I doubt they're going to put Gears on another system. I doubt they're going to put Fable and Forza on other systems. But I think for like some of the lower profile titles, like Hi-Fi Rush, or even like the Bethesda and Activision titles, so that makes the most sense. Edward Bova says. Uh, isn't Sea of Thieves coming to PlayStation 5? 
and the Nintendo Switch successor as well. So yeah, that was another Hi-Fi Rush was the most high profile of game that was brought up in this, but Sea of Thieves, there was also rumbling that Sea of Thieves is also coming to multiple consoles as well. Mm-hmm. Which I think is another good idea. Sea of Thieves has been out for a while. You know, it's made by Rare, you know, who's finally has some mojo back after years of making fucking Connect games. And I think more people who play Sea because Sea of Thieves is also like a big online multiplayer game. So why not open it to a wider market for more people to play and get online and, you know, do pirate shit? Yeah, having crossplay. Do would boat be, stuff. Do boat stuff. <laughs> uh, that would be good to get. Uh, expand the player base yeah. get, make it uh more worth it to play sea of thieves yes because game's kind of shitty anyway why not have <laughs> a bunch of people in there play the shitty game with yeah you? uh <laughs> all right uh i'm sure we haven't read notifications in a while crispy x thanks for the 61 months but bandana diddle thanks for the prime and that's it um all right let's plow through the rest of this. okay i have a whole box of shit we gotta open okay well, this will be really quick. Xbox is going to have another developer direct on January 18th. And we know it's going to be in it already. Yes. They're, they're just straight up saying it. Yes. Uh, we got some exciting stuff. First of all, Willie's very excited. Machine Games is going to show off their Indiana Jones game. Wahoo. Let's go. Those are all Indiana Jones catchphrases. <laughs> um, we also have Avowed, Avowed, Avara, History Untold, and uh, Hellblade 2, Senua's Saga. I need to see Perfect Dark. Yeah, there's a lot of games we need to see, but right now we're only getting four games. I mean, I'll take I'll take Indiana yeah. Jones. Fine, that's fine. Yeah. But I, I I'm most excited for something with Perfect Dark. I've always wanted to play the first Hellblade, and I never got around to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll like because I know it's a short game. Maybe I'll try to like plow through that because Hellblade Two looks awesome it does look good oh metal gear solid remake once again we're hearing about that uh yes metal gear solid one oh specifically that's the important thing a remake of the first metal gear solid is reportedly still in development despite konami currently working on a metal gear solid 3 remake according to a report from the spanish website uh area uh jungones nailed it uh a metal gear solid remake is in the first phase of development and it's one of konami's uh, most ambitious upcoming projects um, the website previously reported about God of War Ragnarok's Valhalla DLC expansion ahead of its official announcement. Um, it also mentioned that the Metal Gear Solid remake will be released on the PS5 and won't be on the PS4. However, this does not mean uh, that the game will be a console exclusive, uh, given that the Metal Gear Solid 3 remake is a multi-platform release. Additionally, there's no info on which studio is handling the remake, whether it's Konami itself or an outside studio. I... Uh... <clears throat> I would love a Metal Gear Solid remake. I don't know if I want it without Kojima's involvement. We're saying the same thing about uh, Metal Gear Solid Delta, too. Yeah, I want to play it. Uh, Yeah. I I think that I hold less... uh, I, I, I don't think Metal Gear Solid 3 is as sacred. Like I'm willing to see like what they're right. gonna do with it, but Metal Gear Solid One, I want a version of that where I can be like everybody's got to play this right now because Metal Gear Solid One is the way that you enter yeah the whole world of Metal Gear, mm-hmm. and right now the way to do that is Twin Snakes. But well, I would love like a 
Right now, the way to do that is the Master Collection, which is the original PS1 version. Well, I see, I wouldn't recommend right. people do that. Um, I want a, like a modern Metal Gear Solid, the, the original story, where I can be like, play this and, you, and you'll fucking love everything. Before he was let go, Kojima had talked about he w- would love to remake Metal Gear Solid 1 in the style of Phantom Pain. Where yeah, it's like completely that. open world, go anywhere, Fulton recovery shit and things like that. The Fulton so, recovery is weird because yeah. that's that's a very later later Metal Gear thing. Yeah, but like you know the idea of like a completely open, expansive remake of Metal Gear Solid. I think you know that's something he had talked about a lot, and he's not going to get the chance to make it yeah. now. Somebody else is. I mean, the original Metal Gear, it's not open world. No. But, uh, it's more of a Metroidvania type game. I was going to say that. It, it it has a lot of backtracking elements. It, yeah. it makes it feel like uh, Shadow Moses is like, it's, it is it is a big map. Yeah. Uh, so having it be open world would be uh, really cool. Yeah. Metascension in the chat says, hard disagree. Twin Snakes is inferior to the PS1 version. A if lot people of people think that. Uh, I completely disagree. Those people are wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, it, 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 it fixes so much. Being yeah. in the being in the Metal Gear Two engine fixes so much about yeah. the game. Um, all right. Uh, thirteen year old beats Tetris. Uh, he got the kill screen, and then uh, news anchors made fun of him because he's a gamer. Yeah, and so, uh, that's the end of that story. Yeah, don't listen here. Don't trust the mainstream media, kids. Get exactly. your information from Twitter and only Twitter. And uh, people aren't liking Suicide Squad, and apparently they're still trying to deny that it's a live service. Yeah, game. it's rev- it's uh previews went up today, and all the previews are bad. Oh no, <laughs> they're all saying bad things about it. Uh, Gamespot in particular wasn't sold on the aforementioned live service element, saying that the game feels conflicted in what it's trying to do, and trying to balance both cinematic and storytelling and dynamic open world mission design. The game supposedly sh- struggles to perform on either front. IGN, meanwhile, wasn't keen on the Suicide Squad itself, finding them difficult to root for when they do terrible things to achieve their goals. Uh, The worry being that at some point in the plot will simply reset itself instead of dealing with the consequences. What's more, the publication notes that there isn't much to differentiate the playable characters outside of special abilities. Basically, the gameplay boils down to aiming and shooting, and apparently the actual gunplay isn't anything to write home about. Oh, no. Uh, Eurogamer thinks um, that... Uh, Kill the Justice League is just chasing trends with Rocksteady having drifted away from the gameplay template that made it famous um, with the Arkham games. And VGC says that if you didn't already know, you probably wouldn't guess that Suicide Squad is from the same studio. That's upsetting. Have you seen the previews for this that have gone up? I've only... No. no that I, that I went up seen, today? I haven't seen actual gameplay, like people playing it outside of the studio. So it. I did watch the IGN and the GameSpot uh, gameplay trailers for it and like it's it's people actually playing the game it is a visual mess of oh. like ui like the actual oh. game yeah we, like, i haven't seen a ui in the game at let, all let me see if i can because all up. the previews previously had no ui whatsoever. yeah let me see if i can pull up i've been interested the in the game because <sighs> like it's just got Something in this corner, something in this corner, something in this corner, something in this corner, something in this part of the screen, something in this part of the screen, something in this part of the screen. Yeah, it's screen. all your live service shit. shit that you yeah, gotta pay it's for. just. I don't know. See if you can. I'll see if I can look up. Um, I'm just gonna click on Eurogamer. Yeah. 
Here, he's got a. They got it right here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there. Whoa. Yeah, look at that. There's like so much crap on That's the screen. A, this and looks like, like an MMO. <laughs> like, what does it all mean? Yeah, what is this? It's just jargled numbers. And, you know, I don't, you don't see it here, but, you know, they keep showing off like the, you know, because you could do like the, the life service shit where you can customize your character you can customize your weapon you know every weapon is like 0.2 percent hot better than the next weapon so you got to swap it out blah 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 and all this crap and it's just oh, this is all of the characters i think i think these are other people playing with yeah them. yeah okay but still like look at how much garbage is on screen look at right now like the the button prompt takes up a good chunk of the screen you know what else looked like this on console the witcher 3 remember that there was like a million things on yeah. screen. I was like, people like this game. Yeah. <laughs> it's because on on it's a PC game, but yeah. and it needs to tell you how to do everything on console because every button does four different things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just it it looks like a mess. Yeah. Apparently, the gameplay, like the actual like moment to moment gameplay, is fine, but like connecting it all together is a mess. They showed off a boss fight against the Flash. Mm-hmm. And every preview, like, dinged it. Because, like, how is this fun? We don't know what we're supposed to do. It's very confusing what you're supposed to do. It's very complicated what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Which, maybe the Flash should not be the first boss since he's, you know, fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it should know. be some something uh, that sets the groundwork for the rest of them. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just disappointing. Because, like, the Arkham games are still considered gold standard in terms of like superhero video games or just video games in general. And now they're just, this is their version of destiny. This is their version of Anthem. Why is it so washed out? That might be the Eurogamer video. I don't remember. It is the Eurogamer yeah. video. I don't know. Is their capture like fucked up? Also, why is he naked now? All right. I forget. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's disappointing. I'm playing Gotham Knights right now. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it. It's better than Avengers, even though it's like doing the same shit. Okay. But I will say it's sloppy. Like Arkham, like the Arkham games, like everything was very tight and everything was very like designed like to lock into each other. Like the combat was like snappy and it felt good. Gotham Knights is like much looser in terms of like movement and combat and like how you traverse the open world traversal so isn't exciting. That's you know? Warner Brothers. Yes. Yeah. So that's a different studio. Well, it's WB Montreal who did an Arkham game. They did Arkham Origins. Uh, so I mean, like they sh- they should know. They did but, the worst. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Actually, I don't know if it's the worst. It, I didn't like it at the time, but right. I might have liked Arkham Knight less. I know you say like Arkham Knight is worse, and like you don't like that game, but like think about this. That came out, came out in 2015. There are still people posting on YouTube and on TikTok and in Twitter and whatnot, like gameplay compilations of that game and yeah, like takedown you know compilations what? of that game. I see, I've seen those recently and they look really good. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, but that's the problem with that is we had three games before that that did the same thing. Right. You know? So it was like, all right, this is the sa- there's more of the same plus. An element that's not exciting the the the, the car right so I, i'm saying it's like the worst one and my least favorite one but it was still 
it's still better than like a lot of games that have come out since then. Yeah. Specifically games that are like, you know, aping the style. Yeah. I didn't mention this, but apparently with all the other like random collectibles you can get in Suicide Squad, guess what you can collect in the Suicide Squad game? Uh, uh Riddler trophies are back. Oh fuck you. <laughs> God damn and it. It's a live service game, so you know it's gonna be worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh Flo in the chat says, Did you mention that Power World is coming to Xbox Game Pass in early access later this month? I did not I knew it was coming out to early access. That's Pokemon with guns, right? Pokemon with yeah. guns. They actually I think Kotaku said Pokemon with guns yeah. is coming to uh uh early access. I didn't know it was coming to Game Pass. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm surprised Microsoft wants to even be associated with that. I want to try it. I'll give it a yeah. try. Uh, that's it. That's all the news. We yes, got a, we did it. We got it. Well, he seems we did it. Get the hell out of here. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, we got a lot to do. Well, we'll we'll talk to you guys, but also I gotta oh, yeah. find a tweet of the week. I'm pretty sure I have one. Isn't there one in the? Or is that from last week? It's from last. Okay, it's not. Not real. <laughs> it's fake. It's fake. I definitely. Oh, this this one's the one. What was it? The Golden Globes that happened? Yeah. Whoops. Uh oh. Oh no. The show's falling apart. And now This is the video of uh Selena Gomez talking to Taylor Swift and it says so rather than admit he burnt the meal, he climbs out of the window and runs across the street to buy fast food burgers <laughs> that he tried to pass off as his own cooking. Oh my and god! It's like Selena Gomez is explaining hams. steamed hams. Taylor Swift. I saw a really good one that I sent to my wife not so long ago, and it said, uh, "So when they got to the property, it turned out the realtor didn't tell them that the house was attached to a zoo, and buying <laughs> the property also means they have to run the zoo." But Matt Damon, yeah, he buys the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna talk to you guys. Yes, starting with people who left comments on last week's Wolf Den podcast over on the YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash Wolf Den Podcast. All right. Uh, <clears throat> God, I always get so lost. Uh, Jeff T Magic says one of my favorite channels, and I appreciate y'all's insights. Thanks for taking the time to make this podcast and other videos for us. Super appreciated. Hoping for a big switch 2020. Thank you for watching. You read the next one. I'm gonna start opening okay. packages. We got so many packages. I finally went to the fill box. All right, Eric C. I got engaged right after Christmas, oh and we God. are moving from New York City to North Carolina this year, and plan on getting married uh, in 2025. Well, what can I do to help my fiance plan? Because she started planning literally the day after I proposed. Um, Whoa! Well, I think you could. Is that a red flag. <laughs> I think you could just tell her like first to, to take a beat and just like relax for a minute, because like you're gonna get married. That's gonna happen. Um. I'm trying to think of what I did to help. I didn't do much. I think, you know, ask what you can, first off, ask what you can do and then, you know, do it with gusto. Make sure you do everything right. Run it by her to make sure she agrees with everything. And then, yeah, just always just remember, like, you're both getting married. 
she's not getting married. You both are getting married. So you're a team in this, and you're going to be a team till death do you part. Looks like a brick of cocaine. It does look like a brick of cocaine. Oh. God, I got so many things to make videos on. Okay. Uh, We're just not going to show the USB hub that you got? No. Uh, Ugreen sent me a bunch of stuff, and I don't need to open that on this. Okay. But, uh, uh, what the hell is that? This is... Uh, God, what the hell is it called? Pixie? This Pixel. Game Kitty Pixel. It... This, this isn't... That's not what it's called. It's like G... It might be GKP. Okay. Um, it's like the Ambernick Nano, like okay. the RG Nano, but uh, different. Uh, I I do want to try this. I think there might be a whole video on this. That is tiny. Yeah, man. It's like a it's like a newer MiU Mini. Basically. How is that even? Just put Ooh. your finger right on the screen again. Jesus <laughs> well, Christ, man. It to me. <laughs> I'll throw screen it to you. I'll throw it to you next time. I do like the metal. God, I no, this is not comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> this is not comfortable at all. I don't like this. Ah. Uh here's a letter. Okay. Who who said that? Genki. Oh, Genki? That's yeah. A company? Yeah. Genki oh. things. I thought it was a person. Well, yeah, the person's name is on the. Oh, don't show me. <laughs> Hi, Bob. The entire team at Genki would like to wish you and yours a wonderful holiday season filled oh, with. Oh, thanks. Filled with quality game uh, time with friends and family. As a special thank you for your awesome support, we'd like to offer you this unique. $100 gift code for you uh, for use on our site, either to treat yourself or to give to a fan. Happy holidays. Looking forward to exciting things in 2024. Show it on the screen. It's not in the card. Okay. Thank you. Where is it? Well, isn't that the box I sent you? No. No, that's different. Oh, no. Somebody sent me and Wood a bunch of coffee. <laughs> I got bad news for you. Best I can do is Will. <laughs> Sorry. I had Sheets K-Cup coffee in my Nintendo <laughs> podcast mug today. Or maybe I think the gift card is the code is Happy Holidays Bob all capital. All right, one one lucky guy will at Genki. Will, will get a Genki shadow cast. All right, we're or not done with uh reading Let, let us know week. in the comments if you redeem yeah. that or something. Uh Nick Molnar six five eight nine. Why does VR testing sound like an episode of Black Mirror? Because it is. It probably will become an episode of Black Mirror, if not this season, the next season. Uh, Bill Bolo fifty five. YouTube homies eating good. No waiting till the next day. This I think is for wood. Okay. Well, he's going to have to come and get it. Uh, oh, wait. No, wait. I'm, I'm very confused. I'm very confused. Okay. I'm uh, going to... I'll deal with... It's a bunch of coffee. I'll have, okay. to, I'll have to... It's from Gold Feather Coffee Room. Thank you. I'll look through that later. I think I guess I have to give some of that to Wood. Uh, lastly, we got J-Dog Too Cool. Well, it's not just that we don't want to open Twitch. It's we have... Uh, 
We have a pro membership over here on YouTube and it's just super convenient. I don't blame you. I have a YouTube premium and I'd much rather uh, listen to podcasts and stuff there yeah. because uh, no ads and stuff. Like I, I uh, yeah, when I listen to a podcast, I do it on YouTube with the screen off. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I have here, I have, I don't know who sent this. It didn't, ha it doesn't have a, any markings or anything. This is a, a, an SSD enclosure. Like a, like a keychain SSD enclosure. Interesting. And M.2 drive. And then last thing is a gully kit. AK. Opener. Hmm. It's the new uh, King Kong controller. Got it. Three. Uh, new clicky switches. Oh. Ooh. Got like the. Oh. Got like the uh, elite controller type yeah. uh, stuff going on. Comes with the case. That's cool. Let's let's do a click test. Lighten up already. So these have a uh, weird looking uh, keyboard switches, like under yeah under each button. Uh, oh wait, is that, is that a switch puller? Must be. I like the idea of these. I don't know if you. I was looking at the. Ooh, and and the ring is better. It, it, it yeah. was kind of shitty on the last one. I was looking at um the extreme rate store on Amazon, uh -huh. and I saw they have now a mod kit for the Steam Deck where you can make the buttons clicky. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, I people have been saying. Uh, I just don't want to open my damn Steam Deck. I was looking at like replacing the case, and then I found like you have to like unglue the screen. And I'm like, no. Yeah, no. no. Yeah. The OLED I, is easier. I but. did that with my iPad, and ooh, it's rumbling. You and, you can do the clicky button without removing the yeah. screen. That that's should be. I might get easy. new buttons though for cause that's. I don't have to remove the screen for that. Yeah, no, it's it's relative. What what's the one you have? It's just black, like smoky black, or the shell? Yeah. Yeah, it's a smoky black All show. Right, so I want to get buttons that match. Go with that. You want black? I have the original black buttons. Uh, I still have them. Yeah, I'll I'll take them until I can figure out. Okay. Hey, Wolfden, did you get the Retroid Pocket 4? Uh, I bought it. I have not received it yet. So I'm, I'm waiting for that. I thought it was going to be in one of these boxes. Apparently not. Um... I took advantage of COVID to get married with just a celebrant and saved so much money. Yeah, a friend of mine got married during COVID and it was just at his house and then uh, they Zoomed it to all the rest of I us. I was going to say, just do a Zoom yeah. wedding. We ate a lot of these Oreo black and white. We ate the whole middle sleeve. The I think. box is not that big. Okay, you're, so. right. <laughs> you're right about that. <laughs> Somebody said, all right, who used the code? There was $2.02 left. <laughs> <laughs> who used it? Wow, yeah. I, I gotta know. Was it someone on YouTube? Hmm? YouTube, I think, is usually a little behind. Yeah. Let us know if you used it, goddammit. I got the Shadowcast 1 with it. George McFarlane, congratulations. Nice. I got to hit them up because the Shadowcast, uh, the 4K 
the the one that's 4K but tiny. I forgot what that one's called. Yeah. Shadowcast two maybe. Um, it's uh, it flickers. It, like the really? the image flickers. I can't I I can't figure out how to get rid of it. I got the covert doc too with the code. Oh, so two people bought two things. Okay. George McFarlane and Bearded Stitch. Did you guys get two different things? That's kind of great. Yeah. That you guys were able, <laughs> that a bunch of you were able to get something out of it. The gift that keeps on giving. Whoever used it first, they only used $50. Someone else got 48 That's awesome. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you, Genki. I'm going to hit them up because I also, I also want to ask them to fix my freaking uh, 4K Pro. Um. All right. What do you all think of Flippy Drive? Uh, I am more and more interested in it. That's the um. That's the uh, GameCube uh, hack where where it, it, it's an optical drive hack, but you could still use the optical drive. What do you mean? You put like a basically a Raspberry Pi in the oh, optical drive, so you can play ROMs off of okay, it. Okay, I got gotcha. uh, You could still use the optical drive. That's the, cool. The previous hack, you couldn't use the optical drive. Yeah, I, I know the previous hack was just replace the disk drive with an SD card. So, That's uh, cool. I'm interested in it. Yeah, looks cool. But I gotta get another GameCube because yeah. I don't want to use. And GameCubes are expensive now. Much as they, I could have gotten one for like nine bucks when I was in Japan. An I, orange one. I could have gotten an orange. Oh, those, that's the one you want. I know. I got mine like 2018. It was like 50 bucks. And 20. now I know they're a lot more than that. That's a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Now, I got a question for you, Will. Yes. If you were to want to get... A dog's paw on a stick, like a prop, uh-huh. like a prop, like a paw yeah. on a stick, so you can put it in frame and do, yeah. you know, like in, like Triumph the Insult comic yeah, dog. Yeah. He's got a paw on a stick. How much you think? The only one I could find, twelve hundred dollars. Is it a real dog's paw? It might be. I'm gonna have to sit outside of a vet clinic. Here's what I'm you, so sorry no, no, no. for your loss. Could I borrow? <laughs> Here's what you do. You, you just buy a plushie that looks exactly like Zim. I'm trying. And I'm cut tr- the foot off. I'm trying. That's what I'm going to end up. Yeah. But it's got to be a big plushie. Yeah. You know? It's got to be life size. Yeah. I feel like you can get the whole dog for 1200 That's what I'm saying. 3D print. You can't 3 a dog's leg. <laughs> All right. My uh, Chrome once again froze. I don't know what's going okay. on. Okay. Chrome on here has, I, maybe I should reinstall it. It's been shady on my I should pro- I should reinstall Chrome on mine too. I've been using Safari whenever we do this stuff because it's just more stable. I don't even like Safari. Interesting. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, the Wolfden Podcast is every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on twitch.tv slash wolfden and youtube.com slash wolfden podcast. If you can't make the show for any reason at all, we also put the archive version over on youtube.com slash wolfden podcast so you can go and watch us on demand whenever you want. But if you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us, you can do that as well because we're also an audio podcast on any and every podcast service be it apple podcast spotify youtube podcast or whatever the 
hell they call it. No matter where you get this show from, folks, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us because that helps us with placement on all of those respective platforms. I'll be live probably on Thursday. Mm -hmm. uh, I will also have a video out on Thursday. Thanks. Hey, if you made it this far, you should like the YouTube video. Yes. Uh, I'm currently rating Jackson. So go say hi to Jackson over on uh, Twitch. Thanks for being here. See you later. Goodbye. Bye.